So we'll come back to the ostriches in a minute. Uh, can we go back to the opening slide, to the, the very first one? I know it's not pretty, but just, it, it'll be worth it, I promise. A couple more. Here we go. There we go. Okay. So, here, I want you all to see it too. That'll be for the month of April, for the Easter season. So, like I said when we began, April, we're going to celebrate Easter throughout the month of April. Four Sundays of Easter is what we're going to call it. And when I told Pat, Pat's our designer for a lot of our slides, most of them these days, uh, she wanted to stick with the stained glass theme that we had during the Theological World series. I'm like, yeah, it'd be great, let's, let's do it. And so then she started sending these in, and I, I just kept, I told Pat, I was like, you, you keep setting the bar so incredibly high for what you're sending in. These just blew me away at how gorgeous they are. But then Pat and I started talking about these four Sundays specifically and the look of this. So Pat was talking about growing up in Silver Spring, Maryland, and how during her upbringing that this season, even leading up to Easter, was always celebratory that Easter was not, even leading up to it, was not a time um, like some of you who grew up in other church traditions that was marked you know, by a pretty somber time until you got to Easter, that it was a very celebratory time. And it just made sense this year, given what we've gone through over the past couple of years and being here together today and during this month, that... This, four weeks during the month of April, can be a time of celebration. Um, so that's some of the background to this, uh, but I just I wanted to show that because we got started in worship that was up there for just a couple of seconds. I was like, and we need to just sit and look at that. So again, Pat, thank you so much. It just I, I can't wait to see what you do in May through the summer. So <laughs> we'll have to see. <laughs> But thank you so much. It really means a lot. Okay, back to the ostriches. <laughs> Let's pray together. Thank you, God, for today, for this day that we share. Thank you for the ways that you call us into your presence. Our hearts are filled with thanksgiving they're filled with gratitude, and God, we want to celebrate. Things are still so weird, but we really want to celebrate. And so fill our hearts this morning with your Holy Spirit as we come to you and we give you all honor, glory, and praise. In the name of Jesus, amen. 
So a movie that came out a few years ago, one of my very favorites already, is Jojo Rabbit. It's about um, a couple of kids. It's about a lot of things, but in it, a couple of kids um, are kind of waiting for the war to end. They live in Germany. And so that this is one of those World War II movies that shows you a perspective you don't often see. But the little boy is about 10. The girl, who is Jewish and in hiding, is probably around 16. And they develop a friendship, and they're looking out the window one night, and they can see bombs in the distance. And Jojo asks the girl, What are you going to do? when all of this is over? What are you going to do when we are free? And she said, I'm going to dance. That was the last movie that I saw sitting in the movie theater before everything shut down. And I remember sitting there, when she said that, the first thing that popped into my mind was the line out of Ecclesiastes 3, there is a time to mourn and a time to dance. And I remember at the end of that movie feeling like dancing. Little did I know that right around the corner was going to be a time of mourning. And it was a time of mourning that we did not expect to last quite so long. But I think now it's time to dance again. Two weeks before Easter, which is where we are right now, two weeks before Easter. And I'm thinking of the people who came back from exile, back into Jerusalem, decided to start rebuilding the second temple. And how without fail, when you return from something like that and you are back home, and for a lot of them it was a home that they had never seen. It was only a home that they had heard of. But when they came back home, they're asking questions like, who are we supposed to be now? What are we supposed to do? How do we even consider these kinds of questions? Well, without giving big answers to those questions, I think the second half of Isaiah is a good place to start. Because the first half of Isaiah, if all of the scholarship is true, was at least written before the exile, during it, something to that effect, but it was pre-exile. Second half of Isaiah was either written as they were coming home or maybe even a while after they'd gotten home. And so, Isaiah 43, what we're about to read together this morning, is from that second half of Isaiah as they were coming home and as they were saying, Who are we supposed to be? Who is God? How is God speaking to us? What is God saying to us? And probably all kinds of other questions. So here is Isaiah 43, just verses 16 through 21. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters, 
who brings out chariot and horse, army and warrior. They lie down. They cannot rise. They are extinguished, quenched like a wick. Do not remember the former things or consider the things of old. I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild animals will honor me. The jackals and the ostriches. For I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I formed for myself, so that they might declare my praise. This passage is the same one that has been in the lectionary, the readings that lead up to Easter, we're in, for those of you who like technical stuff, we're in year C, the Sunday before Palm Sunday. This reading has been in this set of readings for decades. I mean decades. And listen to what it's saying. Listen to the way that it's speaking to us actually right where we are. Don't remember the things of old. Let go of those. I'm about to do a new thing. What if today is the day that God starts doing this new thing? One of the things that makes the return from exile so sweet is that we still remember the pain of exile. I think the whole thing about do not remember the former things is just God's way through Isaiah of saying it's real easy to focus on the pain. It's real easy to focus on where you are. Don't remember the things of old, even though you're going to remember the things of old. You're going to remember them. You're going to keep thinking about them. Isaiah is a reminder to say, don't dwell there. That's not where God is working. God brought you out of the things of old into this new thing, so come with God into this new thing, even though you're going to remember the things of old. But again, what makes coming home so sweet is that you remember the pain of exile, the wilderness, the desert, when we forgot what flowing water was like. You ever hung out in the desert? You ever driven through the desert? You ever spent time in the desert? You know what is so rare in the desert? Running water. And you find water here and there, but I'm talking about running water, like flowing, rushing water. You don't find that in the desert. So why does Isaiah, in preaching to the people and imagining this new world for them, talk about what God is doing, and it includes rivers in the desert? It's because they just came back from a place where, yeah, there was a river, but that walk home, mm, it's a long walk home, and they probably forgot what flowing water was like. And so this is the new thing that God is doing. I realized the other day 
when I was going to physical therapy, going early mornings on Mondays and Fridays. I realized while I was going, I hadn't started, I was, I was going into the building and I was doing the whole you know, pirate walk thing because they won't let me straighten my leg. I realized at that moment that I don't remember what it's like to walk normally. Injury happened early February. It's been over two months. I, I did. I realized at that moment I had this feeling and this realization. I don't remember what it's like. I see people walking normally on TV and in movies. Like, like someone will get up from a table and go walk to the stove. And I'm like, how'd they do that? I'm in awe of the fact that they can just, you know, Go over to the stove without any effort at all. And this has only been a couple of months. Imagine what it must have been like to spend time in the desert decade after decade after decade. And God only knows how long it took all of them to finally get home. See, the thing is, you know... Thanks be to physical therapists, I'm going to know what it's like to walk normally again. You know, it's, it's getting close. They're going to unlock this crazy thing this coming week. Hallelujah. But try to imagine growing up in exile as a child and not really knowing what rushing water sounds like what it looks like to just dip your hands in it. And then you come back and you hear the prophets of God saying, not only am I going to make a way in the wilderness, I'm going to make, now get this, use your imagination on this, this is right out of Isaiah, I'm going to make rivers, plural, I'm going to make rivers in the desert. You know what happens when there are rivers in the desert? Vegetation starts growing. And then it quits being a desert. This is what's being imagined in Isaiah 43. I'm going to make a way in the wilderness. You know what marks a wilderness? That you don't know where you are. That's, that, that is like the basic textbook definition of wilderness. I'm going to make a way in the wilderness. You know what happens when you make a way in the wilderness? It's not a wilderness anymore. You know what you call rivers in the desert? Something brand new. This is the nature of what's going on in this passage. And I think that that's cause to celebrate, it's cause to give thanks, and it's cause to, to dance. Yes, I realize that there are a lot of bad things still happening in the world. But I'm here to tell you, as someone who has not only lived, but studied this stuff until I'm blue in the face, there's always bad things happening. We are not special. We're not. We're not special. We're not the first generation to ever have to go through hard times. Y'all have been through hard times before this. You know what it's like. And so, Isaiah 43 stands before us this morning and says, 
Don't hold on too tightly to those things of old. Instead, let me tell you a story. You ever feel like you're in a wilderness? God's going to make a way where there seems to be no way. And you know that desert that you've been in? Get ready because here comes the rivers and the rushing water. Someone asked me earlier this year if I was going to give up something for Lent this year. And I said, no, I've been giving up stuff for two years. I won't give anything up. I want to take something on. Time to take things. This is the great thing about being in a free church tradition. We just kind of do whatever we want. There's no one saying, oh, you have to. If I want to some years, this year I didn't want to. Didn't want, and I have, I have. And it's been a wonderful practice. Not this year. This year, it was like, no, I'm, I'm ready to dance. And again, I really appreciate the conversation that Pat and I had a couple of weeks ago about April and this Easter season, this being a time to celebrate because it really impacted the way that I'm looking at all of this. This is a time to remember where we have been, where we are and where we're going. I'm imagining the exiles looking back on Babylon, their journey through the desert, and now today as they are back home, teaching their children, we're not there anymore. We're not in Babylon any longer. And along the way, they saw something that was even crazier than away in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So there's this oddly beautiful verse in the song of Isaiah 43. God is still in the process of doing this new thing promised. And today we may be catching a glimpse of it. And maybe, just maybe, you might get to see it outright today. Who's to say? Do you not perceive it? As Jesus would teach us later from these opening lines in Isaiah, keep your eyes open. Or as my grandfather used to say, keep your eyes peeled. God is at work. And how do you know? That's a good question. And let me tell you. If you see a way in the wilderness, you will see this new thing that springs forth. If you see rivers in the desert, you will see this new thing that springs forth. And if you happen to see an ostrich praising God, don't be surprised. For it is just another instance of God making all things possible. And who's to say that today on this very day, you will not see this new thing that springs forth. This is a time to celebrate. 
This is a time to give thanks. This is a time to dance. Amen.